Hello, Meg. Afternoon, Susan. How are you today? I am quite hot and sweaty because it's it is hot is and sweaty. It is thirty degrees. Yeah, I think it's about 34, 33 here as well. Mm-hmm. Happy spring. I mean, I have to say, I love weather when it's low thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect weather for me. I don't like it when it goes over forty. Um, but no. I would choose this over anything yeah. much colder. Yeah. I really like it. <laughs> there's a few fires down south. I've just been told that there's a few schools closed on the south. Coast. Oh wow! I know. Hello, yeah, right. spring. We're in the yeah. <laughs> that's full third on. week. See, third week here because we've got a lot of trees. Um, our actual block is certainly not 33, like it's much cooler. Yeah. Like third, like low 30s when we were living up in Maitland was, mm-hmm. you had to stay inside, like it was awful. Yes. Whereas I've just been yes. sitting on the deck um, doing a bit of work and nice. it was it was nice, just nice being outside. Nice. But I'm back inside now. So, Susan, what was the best thing you ate this week? Okay. Well, the best thing I ate this week, we had, because it's been warm, we had a little barbecue the other night and we just had some really nice, rump steak mm. which i let sort of sit out in the fridge so it's sort of you know oh uh, you get the little aged. crust yeah yeah a bit yeah, of yeah. Crust, a bit of did a bit of like sort of salt and bit of paprika a little bit of nice. garlic yeah and then and then just yeah we had that with some like sausages which obviously you know when we talk about our podcast that we're going to talk about, that would be terrible. But it was delicious <laughs> and the meat was beautiful and we just sort of had like a, one big rump steak, my husband cooked it, sliced it up all sort of thin and then we just had like some potato salad and other salads and some like Summer coffee breads. Nice. It was so nice. It was so nice. And like avocado and like sliced up tomato with like olive oil and some sea salt, like um, balsamic. Delicious, lots Yum. of delicious colour and flavour. So, yeah, it was tasty and very satisfying and, yeah, done outside. Nice. So that's always nice. Yeah, it yes. is nice, isn't it? Lovely. Oh, very good. Yes. And how about you? What's the best thing you've eaten? <gasps> well, um, Dan and I went out for dinner. So one, a musician that we, we really like, Jack Carty, was playing in oh, Marrickville. Yeah. And so we went out um, and we were just like, oh, where will we eat in Marrickville? And um, there was a Vietnamese place called Hello Auntie and we went there oh, and it was excellent. amazing. Like it was just, again, it's that time we were like, I don't make this sort of food. Like this is not. <laughs> my, just yes. Since then I've done Vietnamese spring rolls and Vietnamese chicken salad out of the recipe to eat book because I'm like, that's right, <laughs> I love these flavours. Um, it's just someone wouldn't cook. So we had like the steak tartare as a, like a oh, entree, amazing. which had just the most deliciousness in there. I, yes. don't, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Um, but it was sort of some fresh herbs. It didn't have like an egg sitting on the top because that really weirds me out. I've never yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it had obviously like a like a mayonnaise sort of sauce yeah. that it was sitting on, which sort of gave that, I guess that's the role that the oily, plays on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was amazing. Um, but the best thing from that meal was actually this, um, it had like a octopus, shagged octopus, octopus salad, mm. like it was green pawpaw um, and shagged octopus, which was just cooked. So perfectly, perfectly. had the real wow. char, real flavor coming through, yep, and yep, yep. fresh herbs, and it was just so so delicious. Um, that Excellent. I would like to go back there again and eat it 
Again, mind you, there was okay. lots on the recipe on the menu that I would have liked to have tried. Yes, um, yeah. There was a bit of pork, and again, Dan's a bit pork reluctant. Although he was like, "Totally get the, the pork jowls if you want to get them; that's totally fine." But there was plenty of other stuff that I wanted to try. Yeah. So it's like one of those it was fine. Go with a group. So it would be really things. good to go with the group. Yes, because with because it was just the two of us. So we had um, so we had yeah, like the little shared little beef that little beef tartare entree. Then we had the salad thing, yeah, and then we had like a noodle dish and some just veggies in I think it was like almost like an almond pasty thing that they were sitting on like a oh wow yeah it was definitely almond and lots of yummy flavors on the the veggies so that was just and that was delicious we just oh and then we had a little we had it was a nice idea but um I didn't love it because we had like this little blood orange sorbet to share that at the end oh yeah zest bit of um I had a lot of tonsillitis as a kid and oh. I had to have this medicine Dimadon, which is just Panadol, oh, I think. And yeah. it was orange flavored. And this sorbet just, I was right back, eat it like, and I was just like, oh, I can see that this would be nice for people. But all <laughs> I'm tasting is this medicine that I hated when I was eight. And I just, <laughs> like, I ate a little bit of it, but I was just like, nope, nope, I can't, nope, nope, nope. No. So that was really funny. So, um, yeah, so it was that poor, poor salad with the, all the herby stuff and the oh, was, was just mind-blowingly yes. good. So, so good. That's great. Oh, I know. I just, you think about like the, I just think about like the, the Asian food of your childhood, which was your suburban like Chinese restaurant. And then, you know, the ham and chicken rolls, like none of these things I'm sure are actually with the, the, the fluoro orange or red like iridescent sweet and sour sauce that sort of yes. takes a layer of skin off the inside of your mouth. <laughs> and then like Thai arrived. And you're like, yeah, I remember this? my <gasps> mum was a pretty early adopter Amazing. of coriander and I remember she was ah. putting it in everything and we were like, can we right. have a little less coriander? And now I'm putting it in everything. I'm like, you know, that's just the best flavour in the world. Sorry for coriander soap people. Yeah, coriander, but know. for those of us who taste it as it is meant to be, Oh my goodness, mm. it's just my favorite herb. I and think. if we have any international listeners from the United States, that's cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love um, it. I know. I love it too. I love it too. And and I think what's happening, I mean, there's so many amazing cuisines. I mean, yeah. like Mexicans having a little bit of a vibe, you know, with like really cute, like innovative sort of dishes. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. Yeah, All so right. that was very good. I'll definitely do Vietnamese a bit more because it's just mm. – and look, when I was at uni, there was um, – I can't remember the name of it, but there was a Vietnamese restaurant on one side of the road and there was a Thai restaurant on the other side of the road. And as a broke uni student, it didn't go on that often, but yeah. it was just like, oh, no, let's do the Vietnamese. And there is something different about it. Like it's not the same. It's yeah, really not the same. Um, yeah. There's some elements that cross over, but there's some real big yeah. differences as well. I think there's more – I don't know, more fish sauce? Yes, more fish yeah. sauce, lime. I don't know. But anyway, well, I mean, obviously, rolls, neither of us are Vietnamese. <laughs> We're not. Tell us. Tell us what's different. Yeah. Why, did, why yeah, is it? Yeah. <laughs> not white, explain Vietnamese food to people. <laughs> speaking of, speaking well, of, speaking of, so explaining. Of like explaining. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Susan? We are talking about the recent episode of the Imperfects podcast, which was an interview or a chat, I suppose, with Professor Tim Spector. 
And so for those of you who have not listened, if anyone's got like any sort of shakiness around food and whether you're getting it right or wrong, probably very much a wide berth. Which And I wonder if I might have given it a miss just for the, you know, I just don't need that level of rage in my life. Um, uh-huh. when I, and we actually talked about this on a podcast a few episodes ago of sometimes there's a podcast that you love and yes. every now and again, the diet culture stuff is there because of who they're yep. interviewing. And yep. it happened yep. to me about one. It was complete nonsense. This one at least had some good stuff in it. Yes. Um, I think it was outweighed by the bad, but we'll get to that. Um, yep. often when the food or nutrition thing pops up, particularly if it's someone who's written the book or is the yep. TikTok sensation or whatever, I'm like, oh, I want to know what's going on because people might ask me about it or yeah. it'd be helpful to know sort of what's out yeah. there. But like we had a bit of a rage text message chat while we were both <laughs> listening to it independent of each other. Like it does. And, uh, oh. Can I just <laughs> express my frustration that you did list our podcast as not explicit because uh, yes, words. we are not explicit. <laughs> Keep your potty mouth to yourself. Correct. <laughs> Horse feathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was very. And I look, I kind of want to um, make it very much not actually about that podcast because, as we yes. talked about, generally yeah. it's really helpful podcast, vulnerability, oh, resilience. Really I love the way podcast. they interview yeah. and they're very open. Like it's really, really, really mm. good. Um, I think the only thing that was a bit, was quite frustrating, um, is as soon as you have someone on your podcast, you are kind of endorsing them yeah. unless you genuinely disagree with them on the podcast, which has got to be awkward. Yes. So like yeah. my sense from the disclaimer at the beginning um, was that there was some stuff on it that they were uncomfortable with. Um, yeah. But then in the actual conversation, there was no pushback. There was no challenge yeah. on some real nonsense stuff. And you don't Ugh. actually have to put your podcast out. Like you don't actually have to press publish. So if unless like, there's a contract, because it's a, his publicity. Like he's written a book. He's got pub, He's got yeah, a publicity to her. True. So I just I'm I'm trying to have general yeah. assumption. Um, yes, yes, yes. Which yeah, I know you are too. I, I don't I think know. That, I mean, and yeah, like you say, like there's a number of science podcasts like I really like, and I will find myself often like partway through like a like you know they'll have somebody who's like the chief medical officer of like you know the british and you know current government and blah blah and they start and then they go straight down the like the weight and health yeah yeah i do accept the premise of the question yeah 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 (laughs) but there's definitely a number where i would like skip so yeah and look this one um, i think the last 10 minutes give it a miss if you've got any shakiness maybe the whole yeah. thing but once they sort of ask like what do you eat in a day oh um yeah, that's yeah. when the real crazy claims came out more than earlier on yep. I think yeah um look I think it was I actually in when because in all honesty like I messaged you and said I don't think I can finish this mm. <laughs> and you said it's okay like you know skip the end the end's terrible um, you've got the gist and I actually listened <laughs> to the end and in a way like I was like it just felt like a continuation like I didn't I personally didn't notice the end right so, maybe it was my tolerance was lower yeah you, by you, the you, end you finally <laughs> I think I just cracked it early which is quite possibly that's just me yes but, yeah I think throughout it there were a number of really infuriating things 
and I think it's I, not absolutely not to say like I, I, like I I can't imagine being in that situation of having that guy on there and going oh oh how yeah. do we want to do with this? But I do think it's worth um, unpacking some of the stuff for the people who have listened to it, perhaps. Yeah, and to and say too that we've. We've reached out to them and said, look, you know, these are our concerns and we do think that there has really been some harm done and, you know, we'd like to help rectify that if you'll have us. But, you know, in the meantime, we'll do our own. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we were contacted and asked also, you know, if we had any advocacy spoons. That was not the actual term, but that's how I thought of it. Um, And we do when we're together. Yes. More than as an yes. individual, which is Definitely. interesting. Yes, but yes. that's partly why we're doing um, this together, right? Yeah, 100%. So in the interest of um, my scattered brain, which, you know, we know we're, we're quite well, more linear than me. <laughs> I'm a little bit like a tangled <laughs> little mess. But anyway, get there in the end. I I did a little list in my phone of the good, the meh, the BS and the stuff I just thought was objectively bad. Nice. Um, well, how about I do a little sort of um, yeah. intro-y thing about the guy? Yes, um, yes, yes. And then we can drill down to specific claims because mm-hmm. I did not know um, when I listened to it that this is his third diet book. Yeah. Um, so, the look, background is, and like as a researcher, twin studies, looking at the inter- play I guess or interface between sort of genetics and environment um which is epidemiology he was a rheumatologist right yes yeah um so really should be a good handler of science and Mm. should um I would you would think you know has some runs on the board around the scientific method and quality literature and so that's why I think people would listen to him um That's but the expertise card right he's like yes. michael mosley there's yeah. authority that comes with the role and the title yes but had i known that his previous books are yeah. called and look there might be stuff in here that we would actually agree with and like mm-hmm. and hmm also a lot that probably isn't um the diet myth the real science behind what we eat so Okay, Yeah. all right. Um, and then the next one, spoon-fed, why almost everything we've been told about food is wrong, um, which is, you know, encourage us to question every diet plan. Yeah, probably. Um, official recommendation, yeah. probably not. Miracle cure, yeah. Food label we encounter. Again, we've got pretty good regulation about food labels. They're pro- there's mm-hmm. some problems, but on on a lot of stuff, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And rethink our relationship with food. Yes. So you're right. It's good, meh, ugly. Um, but, again, it's that whole thing that drives me a little bit crazy, and this will come up a little bit later, when people who decide that they're now going to become an authority on diet and they go, everything you've been told about nutrition is yeah. wrong, and then they quote nutrition information from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, everything you, and it's not everything you've been told is wrong, but things have moved on. But, like, yeah, if you get yeah. your nutrition information from TikTok, everything you've been told about nutrition could be wrong. If you get your nutrition, you know, information from the 1980s, yeah, that was 40 years ago. Things have moved yes. on. And it was clear that some of his nutrition information was from the 80s. 
Yep. Yeah. And the thing that got me is the idea that it's this whole, like a slight messiah complex. Mm. I am here to save you all. I know the secrets. I can pull back the veil. You're like, Mm. hang on a second. There's the maintenance phase podcast. How long has that been going on for? Like there's people (laughs) that have been talking publicly and dismantling and unpicking and looking at all the, you know, the nonsense mm-hmm. for decades, for ages, you know, yeah. and there's a whole lot that is nutrition headlines, which we hear all the time. Oh, you dietitians, you always change your mind. Like, well, actually, no, we really don't. <laughs> no, right. but a headline from one study will yeah. make it to a paper as if it is okay, well, this is the weight of evidence is behind these statements. Like, yeah. No, it's not. The press this release is... from a food company yeah, that makes it into the like current affair is treated like all oh, you nutrition professionals are changing your mind. trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this idea of like what what is nutrition science? It actually is not the headlines yeah. in, that are clickbait and still advertising space like the title of his book so I feel like he's not the Messiah no very boy oh we are showing our age finding that hilarious so Uh good yeah I know it's just like what was that it'd be like that day Um, we did the lecture at Wollongong and said there's you know falling off the wagon there's no yeah this is not little house in the on the prairie and like like stony silence no one knew what we were talking about Uh um but you actually just brought up an interesting point um around nutrition science that even if you get the nutrition science 100% right to quote a um Tamara Gregor, nutrition is a science eating yes. is a behavior eating. and behavior change is difficult and complex yes. and challenging yep. and it's so much a bigger picture um, uh-huh. but also and I don't like personal digs however if you have an epiphany because you have a health scare while you're skiing in the dolomites in the dolomites your nutrition fix probably isn't that relevant for the vast majority of people who will yeah. never afford to go skiing in the Dolomites. Yeah. So I just yeah, want to yeah. put there was no hint of social no. moments of health and well-being, yeah. of bound yeah. access to food, around food. There was just not even a nod yeah. to this might not actually be even, even if it was perfect nutrition information, which it's not, even if it was, this yep. is not accessible to the yeah. vast majority of people. So that was in my bad column. Oh, so okay. You, All right. You, you go no, ahead. no, it's totally fine <laughs> because it was, it was exactly that. It was a total disregard of the social determinants of health. And for the people who are listening, who are like going, the what? The social mm-hmm. determinants of health. And I'm going to take this, I've taken this straight from the World Health Organization website. So things like income and social protection, education, unemployment, job insecurity, working life conditions, food insecurity, housing, basic amenities in the environment, early childhood development, and maybe trauma, mm-hmm. social inclusion, inclusion, non-discrimination, structural conflict, access to affordable health services of decent quality. Like all of those things are slightly beyond the control of the individual. And that's where yeah. people like this guy and people like Michael Mosley 
all come back to this individual responsibility. Yeah. If people pollen, would just make as well. better decisions and get their priorities right, like if they mm-hmm. just knew more that if they did this, they could have 10 years of good, extra healthy life. Mate, it's not a lack of knowledge often. Yeah. So this is also from the World Health Organization. Research shows that the social determinants can be more important than healthcare or lifestyle choices in influencing health. For example, numerous studies suggest that social determinants of health account for between 30 to 55% of health outcomes. In addition, estimates show that the contribution of sectors outside health to population health outcomes exceeds the contribution from the health sector. So things like housing, um, welfare, you know, yeah. Proper town planning. And, and all this stuff. stuff feeds into nutrition research, unfortunately. So I remember reading something a while back around sort of the um, health health benefits, inverted commas, of mm-hmm. red wine. Oh, yes. Uh, and I think, well, hang on a minute. Who's drinking red wine and in what context? Yes. Are these that, people that's... who are quite wealthy and they're doing it in social connectedness yeah. while they're eating a lovely variety of food and it's yeah. like – can we really say it's the antioxidants or is it that, you know, all those other things that are associated with being able to afford? Yes, exactly right. And I think that's the thing with, you know, what what he was talking about is, you know, this this the, the idea of, you know, we'll get to what the, the good stuff was, but the, the sort of thing he's talking about from a dietary perspective Things like the blue zones we've talked about, and things like the Mediterranean diet, but again, like the context is missing. Yeah. Is this a leisurely lunch in the sun with your family, multiple generations? Like, yeah, is it the olive oil, or is it all <laughs> that? You know, so yeah, it's um, it's not as simple, no, as it's never going to be become simple blundering as into the field of nutrition as a psychiatrist yes. or a rheumatologist you might think because you know not everybody who's going to be well, remember a when it was coconut a rheumatologist? oil like remember it was coconut oil again same sort of blue zone things particular yeah, yeah, yeah. you know people who have high like high amounts of coconut oil in their diets have yep. low rates of heart disease whatever it was um and people just thinking well if i just whack the coconut oil Add, into my yeah. diet yeah. i'll get all of that I'm like well no but yeah. also like active lifestyle fishing villages yeah. like small yeah. community like <laughs> You, you can't just bring one thing um, yep. and, again, it's the same stuff done again, you know. Yes, yes. But yes. under the guise, yeah. and this is probably we'll get to the meh and the good stuff, some of the statements he made were like, we're like 100% on board with yes. you there, buddy. That sounds amazing. Yes. And the quote for actually the podcast, the quote that the podcast put up as the quote on Instagram to advertise the podcast, I'm like, Yep. <laughs> yes <laughs> and then yeah. it's like actually you can you totally contradicted yourself later on yeah so I think like to just like the good stuff the really mm. good stuff in it was like the, that message to add in yeah you know and that's totally. something that we would say we said it the other night in yeah our, in our butterfly, butterfly thing. thing yeah yeah have an add, add in. in mentality what can I yes, add yes. in around particularly plant-based foods um, what can mm-hmm. I add in? Can I get can I get a few more serves of fruit, veg, quality grains? Yep. Can I add in? Um, and that was something that one of the hosts had found so helpful from the book. Yeah. Because he loved cooking. Cooking was really good for his mental health. It was a way of connection and sharing and sort of um sort of mindfulness. It actually like really mm-hmm. sort of a good thing. And when he's previously tried 
dieting and to be healthy in commas, yes. it's always been on a cut this out, cut this out, cut this out. And he's worried, hang on, but I'm going to lose this thing that's important for me. So he yeah. was able to go, oh, cool, actually, this is inspiring me to maybe look at a recipe that's going to choose a yeah. random veggie that's yeah. in season right now. And yeah. I was like, yes, 100% on yes. board with that. And so I think the goal that they, the sort of like, if you're trying to, you know, put it in a box that you can tick off, they were saying like 30 different plant foods. Yeah, in a week. In a week, yeah. But that includes, let's remember, like rice is a plant uh-huh. food, yeah. bread, wheat, plant food. Onion, pasta, garlic. plant food. Yeah. Onion, garlic, herbs and spices. Yes, all um, that. It's actually, it's sort of, I was doing the little mental tally myself thinking, you know, mushroom, capsicum, eggplant, zucchini, oh, onion, garlic. Well. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, but also there was then this sort of, so there was that then it was like like but you know if we're eating exactly the same thing every single day like that's not going to be great mm. some of our neurodivergent yeah. friends that's how they're getting that's their exactly nutrition right. so let's not demonize that yeah if we can you know? add in one new thing at some point like slowly over time and exactly then like another right. exactly let's not right. make them feel failing that they're not eating 30 uh-huh. a week exactly. and that's right the the fear that oh my goodness mm. if I'm not doing that like I'm cutting my life short our lifespan in Australia is like not going down yeah so and on an individual level you could be uh-huh. eating 30 plant foods a week and still get hit by bus or get cancer yeah or, or like particularly in Australia skin yes. cancer like yeah not gonna... that that idea like it's such an easy line food as medicine Mm-hmm. But it's just nope. not it's not accurate and it puts it puts too much pressure, I think. Shout out um, to Joshua Woolwich's yes. book, Food is not medicine. Yes. Have a look at that. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna make link a note of, of what the, we're putting in the show notes. You're, we're recording this so you can obviously do that. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm, I'm writing it, writing it down. In my pen and paper. I've already um, I've already mentioned something else. I was like, oh, we should put that in the show notes. And now we've moved on. I've forgotten. Yeah. But I'm writing Joshua's book down because it is excellent. Um, yeah, but now we're just just silent because we're both writing down. So <laughs> I know. To talk. That's not a very that's not very good for podcasting, is it? Silence. They don't like sure, that. AI can edit that um, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We've had a disaster with AI. We're not um, not disaster. <laughs> I think we just too, like the, the um, you know, like the when he was talking, like he's saying, like you know, not banning anything, just you know, like having mm. those occasional foods occasionally. But then he said the worst thing you could possibly give your children was kids yogurt. It's children's you know, yogurt. You just wait. You just said I know that that was that was probably when I driving me started texting you. Was that that line? I just went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Particularly like, yes, it's not like super duper high in probiotics, but they're there. It is actually a fermented food, which is one of the big things he promotes. Yeah, yep. But also like the assumption that. The, you know, what people are giving that, like, we had kids yogurt, yeah. especially if I needed something transportable yeah. or, you know, like it's just contained. And mm-hmm. at home, they just had the yogurt that we have. And mm. children develop in their tastes and they, yeah. they grow in their taste if they're given um, exposure. But do you remember yeah. when the paleo diet was a thing? 
And oh, I remember, I remember when the paleo diet was Ooh, peak season. Yeah. Were you a dietitian I when the paleo diet? Because paleo peak was a yeah. very anti-dietitian, so we couldn't before, avoid that one. Before I got kicked out of his Facebook group. Oh, I was out within seconds. Yeah, <clears> yeah. Blocked yeah. Um, no, that's a talk for another day. That is a talk for another day. But the fear that parents were expressing yeah. in that group because they were not able to get their children to enjoy to these broth. paleo things that they were supposed to have and like the fear that they felt yeah. giving their child a sandwich or a muesli mm-hmm. bar like as if they were giving them yeah poison well, the same thing happened with the i quit sugar crew oh, people yeah. were afraid to give their kids an orange yeah yeah or a banana and like like are you like what let's stop we think too yeah like if we're thinking of health where is mental health in all that? Yeah. Did you just bang your head or draw on the wall? No, I think I might have drawn on the on the wall with Oops, my daisy. Just yeah, blame, blame, blame one of the children. That's fine. Um, Oscar. Yeah, so there's those those um those ideas that certain foods are like toxic. Yeah. And yes. you know, the idea that if you if we all got our diets right, that you could it's prevent eighty percent of disease. Like nah. uh right. And I and like there were some things in there that I think also were objectively incorrect. Like the idea that government subsidizes poor quality foods. Yeah. Or you know maybe, mm. but not like the other one was the brown bread. Brown bread is just dyed white bread. Oh somewhere not, else. Not in Australia. Not in Australia. <laughs> and it's something that came up like we were looking at earlier. Michael Mosley brought it up in her program. Yeah, Wasn't challenged. And challenged, and then it really got true. debunked, and then they edited the episode because yeah. it was very clear that that was just a nonsense throwaway line. And in the face of all of the evidence to the contrary, he dug in mm. and still maintained that. Well, I'd be surprised if that was true. Like, yeah. dude, we're telling you it's true. Yeah, white bread is white bread. <laughs> got it done. The work. Bread is looked at the ingredients. Multi grain is multi grain. <laughs> Doesn't happen in Australia. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, if you're so, getting nutrition, that back to his book about everything you know about nutrition is probably wrong. If you're getting nutrition information from Michael Mosley, yes, Michael Mosley also <laughs> about Australia from someone who's not even in the country. Yes, yes. So you know, it's it's a bit like the sort of the conversations that happen around, um, you know, grass fed meat and grain fed meat, like mm. the things around. You know, like Australia is not America. So Australia different. is also not the UK. So. The food supply is is particular to the country you're in. Yes. And some of the messages are going to be therefore incorrect. But also that stuff we're really fiddling around the edges. Yeah. Like, could we just absolutely. get people to Let's get zoom out. a variety? Uh yeah. regular. We help them and do that. Great. <laughs> yeah. And also how let's think about how health? do we help people have 30 plant-based foods in a rural or regional community that the uh-huh. fresh food truck only comes once a week and then you uh, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. buy it while also demonizing and yeah but we're demonizing canned food and frozen food yeah, as yeah. That's probably processed and we shouldn't have it ultra, like, stop it yeah that just that blanket statement of ultra processed yeah. actually i think he said frozen vegetables are fine so we're all good for that <laughs> but but yeah let's be realistic about what people's capabilities are mm. and if we're going to say it's not a blanket rule for everyone let's like actually actually mean that. that don't then turn around and be like every single person should only be using olive oil yeah. like i'm all pro yeah. olive oil i love olive oil and it's yes i think on the weight of evidence 
it's great for us. We should use olive oil. However, I'm not going to be like, this is the only well, oil you should ever use. Also, a bottle of good quality olive oil, if you're not getting it on half price. Oh, yeah, like, extra virgin. He did say it had to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Like it's $18, $20. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so like, you know, here in Australia, look at the price of absolute ultra basics in a remote indigenous community. A bottle of mm. olive oil, probably going to be 150 not bucks. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So there were there were so many gaps in it that made that any of the information just that was actually maybe accurate and maybe helpful was just so swamped in yeah just bias and in the clickbait let's get like and I think it's intentional to say those like sort of clickbait big semi-controversial to get yep. the attention to get like here we're talking about it to get the likes or the follows yep. or the hate follows sign up <laughs> for sign up for my my program sign up for my company mm. eat the oh, stupid muffin stuff yet oh that's what it was all supposed to be about which really again mm. comes back to what have, what do we know about like you know traditional diets like he kept saying stuff about people's microbiome and the western diet is so far away from mm-hmm. like tradition but like you look at the traditional diets in sub-saharan africa or the traditional diets mm. in Japan, the traditional diets in the Mediterranean, all very different, all very different. And, yes, far more varied microbiomes. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I love that we both had the same dietitian thoughts. So at one point he says, if you want to check your transit time, so how long does it take things from when you eat them to when you poop them, um, because, you know, it should be a matter of a day. Like you should, he's like it shouldn't be 12 to 24 hours was his recommendation and it's like i um eat a muffin with blue dye in it um and we were both just like i oh, just have a cup of corn yeah just eat corn you'll see it <laughs> just eat corn don't worry about the blue dye but maybe remember back to my days as an icu dietitian um because yeah. i think oh the blue dye thing because there's no bodily thing that are blue um mm. and so we not we but it used to be used um blue dye through like an NG to see people aspirating oh, it. Um, to make sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue in if their secretions means this is a problem. Um, and yeah, so I was like, oh, I haven't thought about that in ages. I remember Dietitian saying one day she walked into ICU and the feed was blue. So rather than just sort of syringing some oh. blue in that actually like from a microbiome disaster, right, opened this bottle of feed sterile. <laughs> sterile and put blue dye into it which is just like oh don't now that's who knows what else what other bugs are in there now that perfect mix of goodness like room temperature protein carbohydrate mix oh that's gonna be anyway that's way off topic but it did remind me of those days (sighs) and yeah and how bad he felt when he had to eat four muffins three times every three hours or something oh yeah every time a day i'm assuming actually he didn't say how often but i assumed it was three meals Right, four yes, muffins. So of course, hours. you felt sick. I feel horrendous. I would feel sick. Yeah, and I it's know, not because but also, the muffin. Like, it's yeah. the absence. It's not normal. There's no variety no. in flavour. You are whacking your system with a really high dose, and then nothing for ages. Yes, like when you think about like so that the amount of carbohydrate in, yeah, in just one muffin. Yeah. And we know from like a biology, you know, what's it going to do? Your body's got to digest it. It's got to release all that glucose and mm. your body's got to respond to that glucose with releasing insulin. Yeah. What a chaotic roller coaster. 
in yeah, your body. Right. It's exa- my, I remember when my oldest child, and I think I've told you this story before, we were at a birthday party, you know, and this kid, our poor, poor child, she's got a dietitian mother, and, of course, everyone, like I'm trying not to be like the quote-unquote mm-hmm. dietitian mother, but she was going gangbusters on this big bowl <laughs> of green jelly beans, which is, like they're just straight glucose, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like, gonna be up, oh, that's gonna be down. Man. And really genuinely, I was like, I just don't want her to be sick. Mm. And I was like, Can you maybe eat a little bit of the pizza as well? And then I just had to back off because yeah. I, yeah. like, well, I, you know, we'll deal with it. And then it's not actually bad for them to learn that the hard way a couple of times, yeah. right? Which is exactly what happened she came <laughs> over and said i don't feel I don't very feel well. well and i said okay no worries let's go let's go say goodbye see you later thanks i mean you know yes. and then we drove on the inside lane all the way home with her seat reclined and the window open i was like if you are gonna <laughs> you right tell green me. vomit out. <laughs> i know i know and i just thought well yeah like it is mm. it's like a it's gonna and feel unpleasant and yeah. let's not make a big deal other than, okay, like let's let's learn from that, right? Yeah, that's right. Let's maybe have a bit of a, a little bit of a balance of different macronutrients, yeah. a little bit of a balance of just timing and not over. That just flows those jelly beans yes. down. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I think the other thing when he was, well, I think it was a similar time when he's talking about the research that they've done for their microbiome testing stuff, um, that when people were sort of following their diet for that, hey, they felt happier um Uh and like it's the honeymoon phase of a diet right when you are doing what you think you should be doing like placebo is strong and you also might be feeling better if you're eating more regularly and if you're paying more attention to um fullness or to whatever like so i'm not saying it's entirely that but like we can't you can't actually just make that leap and you should know better because it's a researcher yes yeah that's what really people felt better following a paleo diet People yeah. felt better following a gluten-free diet when that was the yes. phase. People, yeah. because you had to stop and go, oh, hang on a second. Like I can't just grab mm. the thing, the row of rice crackers and snack, snack, snack and get on with my day. I can't just chuck yes. a slice of toast and have a toast and coffee for my lunch. Like so if you're more intentional, the nutritional quality, like the variety and quality probably is higher. Yeah. The yeah. balance yeah, of yeah. fat, protein, carbohydrate probably is like more even. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you probably do so, yeah. feel better. Plus the psychological benefit of I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for doing this member of, to be a good exactly. member of society yeah, yeah. and a diet culture. Yeah. Yep. I'm sticking to the plan. Yeah, I'm getting closer to the dream. I'm getting closer to yeah, the life that I yeah. want. All of that has an incredible yeah. impact. Yeah. Um, and that us. was the thing that I think annoyed me the most was that constant switching across mm-hmm. throughout the podcast of health and weight. Oh, constantly. Yes. Constantly. Full on. And you're like, correlation Go causation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we talk? What are we talking about here? Are we mm. talking about health or are we talking about weight? Because they're not yes, the same. They're not the same. And are we talking about health and behaviour, or are we just talking about weight and then making some yeah. conclusions based on associations? Yeah, because that's where you know where he made like one of his biggest clangers when I messaged you. Did he just say exercise reduces metabolic? Oh, what a clangor! I what couldn't believe he, and they and were shocked and surprised, but didn't go, "What? can you flesh that out more? What do you mean? I don't think that actually makes any sense. Threw that Nothing. out there as if exercise has no benefit. 
Like he yeah, didn't go, because oh, it it's doesn't not change your metabolism. Loss, but it's great for mental health and it's, you yeah. know, really helpful for strong bones and it's really yes. great for cardiovascular health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing didn't do that. Oh, and uh, the my only the only thing I can think he meant from that thinking, he probably thinks he's got yeah. some data on this, is something like the biggest laser studies. Yes, where yes, yes. yeah, if you do excessive exercise and chronically under fuel, your body will downregulate stuff because it can't mm-hmm. keep adapting and functioning. Yes, yes, yes. It's like, oh, not enough energy. Like we're on a budget now. Okay, I'm not yeah. going to send it. I'm going to run the blood pressure a bit lower. I'm going to run the temperature a bit lower. I'm going to run the heart rate heart a bit lower. I'm going to yep. run the blood sugars a little bit lower because I don't have enough energy to put them where yes. I want them because you're doing all this exercise and you're not fueling. Yep. And then the longer-term yep. studies of, yeah, actually there was a significant reduction in lean muscle mass and metabolic rate after yep. weight regain was yes. lower than before we started. Like, again, this, yep. we know that, but, but we don't what? say exercise reduces metabolic rate because that's nonsense. It, it, it's like we can't fathom the idea that intentional weight loss could be anything but good. So yeah. the weight loss is a, you know, it's it's beyond reproach and mm. yet these people have a lower metabolic rate what could Ooh, that possibly be from oh right you know it's, it's like, happened before yes <laughs> we have to look for some reason that this could possibly have happened ah oh, mm. it must be the exercise no it's the starvation it's the, it's the starvation oh, <laughs> we know this, this yes this is, is not news, news. No. So, no. So, so, but if you're getting your information from the biggest loser, then yes, everything you know about nutrition is wrong. <laughs> yes, my goodness. Uh, exactly. So that yeah, that was the biggest planger. I also yeah. thought I would die when he said that we should all be having five cups of coffee a day. <laughs> I would never sleep again, oh. and I wouldn't be able to write because my hands would be shaking. I so imagine much. too palpitations. Five. Oh. Five cups of coffee. That would make me sick. My my oh. stomach. I would be yes. so nauseous. Yes. So nauseous. I would be so unwell. I I'm actually finding as I get older, um, because yes. I'm a two cup two cups of coffee and they're double shots. So you know I'm I love coffee. I'm not anti coffee. Um, I'm actually finding some days, and I actually don't know what the difference is. Some days my second coffee makes me feel quite unwell. So I'm actually yeah. as before we started, I made a cup of yes, tea yes, yes. Um, because I'm actually finding my second cup of coffee doesn't sit well. So there's no yeah. way I'm going to push up to five. Mm. And that actually is like, there's no, basically saying was, did you say, did it actually say there's like no unsafe level there's, of caffeine? Or did you sort of imply that? I'd have to Basically you said that there was good evidence for the health benefits. Yeah. Of, of five, five. Five cups of coffee. I would have like palpitations. My heart would explode out of my chest. Yeah. And if you're having, be... if you're having, if you're just having like sort of weak instant coffee, that'll probably just keep you underneath the 400 milligrams a day. But if you're having coffee, like I'm having coffee, um, that would send me so far above the sort of recommended safe limit. Like it's not a really super defined, yeah. Like, but 400 milligrams is sort of where it sits. But for pregnant women, it's 200. Yeah. For kids, it's way lower. Way, way lower. Um, like that's gonna be a bad call. Yeah. Like and I can anxiety. have coffee after two o'clock and sleep. Oh. I know it's a difference with that just being a bit yeah, jittery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, that sort of idea, there's no one size fits all. And yet, okay, sorry, here's this, Mike, broad it's because recommendation. It's so 
pro-fermented food, which, yeah, I'm fine. That's fine. I'm good with that. Pro-fiber. And turns out there is a bit of fiber and caffeine because he said that and I was like, mm, but also, and there is, but not five cups, man. It's going to kill me. Ferment the coffee. I mean, I don't know the steps of coffee. Well, then we shove it through 93 degrees. (laughs) I feel like 93 degrees is going to be enough to kill any buds. So I'm not convinced about the fermented side of the coffee argument. Maybe cold. No, but even cold brew is... is I don't know. Is he having that one that have been roasted? The cat poo coffee, yeah. (laughs) Probably. That's $200 a cup. You know, while I'm skiing in the Dolomites. Or well, my brother-in-law tried to bring some of that back for <laughs> Daniel because we used to grow coffee. We'd only ever got like a couple of cups because Daniel's roast his own and we got some coffee plants just as a gift and it was quite fun for a while there. Um, oh so goodness. when we were right, really into coffee, amazing. I was just like, this is pre-kids, right? We don't roast yeah. our own coffee anymore. <laughs> There's some other things to do. Um, and he tried to bring it back and customs were like, no, <laughs> you can't bring that into Australia. Have have this. <laughs> it's a biohazard. Absolutely. So, yeah, good old yeah. coffee. But, I mean, just the, to have that blanket. Yeah. And you know what? Not everything has to be a superfood. Uh, Some things, yeah. like, can just be for enjoyment. Yeah. So who cares if coffee's fermented and it's a source of fibre? So, uh, you know... <laughs> Baked beans are a source of fibre. If you want fibre, have legumes. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. Stupid. <laughs> yes, but again, that Such sounds nonsense. way too sensible. I know. Um, I and know. it doesn't I shock or surprise anyone. No. And so no one writes an article about it. No, you're right. I know. Sorry. What are we even doing, Meg? What are we even doing? <laughs> Do we want to be like influencers? Do you even want to be an influencer? <laughs> well, actually, no. no. Well, only if I can not. influence people away from eating disorders. Then yes, I do want to be an yeah, influencer. Influence the be... living daylights out of it. Yeah. So you know. <gasps> do you have anything else? Yeah. What else is on your list? Well, I listened to this I a few thought, days ago, so I can't remember. I did think the um, like the tech was sort of interesting. You know, like the blood glucose yeah. monitoring. Yeah. Interesting, but really, again, you know, how accessible yeah. is that going to be? And do we need to know yes. that in order? Does it actually set you to... up? For more anxiety. Yeah, definitely. I do think it. so. And I've, I have actually seen those mm. popping around on TikTok and on Instagram yes. of healthy looking, looking, because yeah. we don't know how healthy anyone is, <laughs> but young people who mm-hmm. are, you know, more likely to not have any chronic lifestyle conditions at this mm-hmm. point. But also they're trying to avoid glucose spikes, which are actually just how your body deals with it. Like, yeah. It's not you eat it a failure. Body, it's your no. body doing the right thing. It's like when people test, um, like when people have eaten sort of normal and, produce, oh, yeah, and yeah. they test your test urine and go, "Oh, it's in there." Uh-huh. Yeah, your body just did exactly what it needed to do by your kidneys. Yeah. Aren't they amazing? They've done exactly yeah. what they needed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a presence of a problem. It's a presence of. It's like the an example yeah. of things going well and things yeah, being yeah, yeah. Functional. Yeah, the key the the um. What is it? pH of urine? Oh gosh! Oh my goodness! Because that gets you into the whole alkaline diet thing of yeah, 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 yeah. It's how your body regulates its pH by like excreting more or less than your kidneys. But if it didn't do that, you would die really quickly, no matter what. (laughs) Because the pH of your lungs is different to the pH of your blood is different to the pH of your cells is different, and it's tightly regulated. You can't outsmart it. Yeah. then you'll die if you try. <laughs> There's this thing, and it's called evolution. 
and that's how we're all here. And yeah, we're mir- like our, that's the thing I think too is our bodies are like miraculous. Yeah, incredible. Like, yeah. and I I remember having. It's like, like trying to reduce how much you and you make by perfecting your drinking. Yeah. I'm just going. Yeah, when I drink a lot. I need to go to the toilet because my body just yeah, yeah. adapts and goes, you don't need that much fluid. Here it goes. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so miraculous and we cannot outsmart yeah. and hack. And even if we could, would we want to? It's like that question yeah. we asked at the beginning, yes. the butterfly yeah. thing. Like if, if I had a tablet and I was like, hey, you just have to take this tablet three times a day. You never have to eat anything. Um, yeah. It's going to give you all that you need. Um, yeah. Do you want it? And if you do, food's probably come way too hard for you and too complicated yeah. and that's a yeah, real yeah. red flag that something is brewing really badly because food's great and like it's so important for all these other other yes. things in life yeah that's right and I you know I've, I've certainly had clients who have said that like I thought oh, could just and it does totally. just, yeah this has been this has this been has gotten way too hard this yeah has been, yeah they made really difficult so yeah I think they're all the points that I wanted to, to cover mm. about but I think too like what what would we say to people like you know how do how do we navigate all of this overload <laughs> and overwhelm of you know, very precise information mm. that you know if you try to follow it all you oh my goodness you never sleep again your brain would just no. be on overload constantly yeah. um well and I think it's it's sort of in that it's almost designed to um, undermine people's confidence in their ability mm-hmm. to feed themselves so they have to mm-hmm. rely on someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just so harmful. Yeah. Whereas we yeah. want to be like, okay, well, what's, well, we use that um, good old tree. Yeah. Training tree of like, let's yeah. actually try yeah. to zoom out a little bit and actually understand yeah. all the different moving parts. Yeah. Um, if what you can handle. I- <laughs> exactly yeah (laughs) and I think like we know we we sort of finished up with the on the butterfly talk yeah definitely like having that real sense of like what are your values what matters to Mm. you what's important like who's in there how does it how do they impact on that but like if you've sort of in that paralysis by analysis you know that gentle rule of threes Mm. oh Every around, around about every three to four hours, around, your body's going to want some around food. Around is doing a lot. Around. <laughs> could be one, could be five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, something, whether it's a meal or a snack or whatever you want to mm. call it, with the major macronutrients, you know, protein, fat, and carbohydrate. And that's, mm. that's, so that might be a sandwich. Yeah. Might be bread might be and cold meat. Might be a yogurt. Might be a yogurt <laughs> and fruit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It might be, you know, Peanut butter and peanut butter toast. toast. Yeah. yeah. So and just trying to tune in, take notice. What does your body tell you? Mm. And you know, if you're really, really stuck, then you know you probably need some more one-on-one support yeah. to get yeah. you unstuck. Um, yeah, that's so, right. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's probably not best-selling books. <laughs> it's not a best-selling book. That's a problem. That's ah, right. That's right. right. We'll keep on. I'll probably be another one soon and we'll have to do this again about somebody else. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, so what are we up to as we should finish up? This has been a bit of a long one today. Welcome. It has. Long for the ride, people. Um, What are we up to, Susan, before we we finish? We have our webinar coming up on the 5th of October, which 
I suppose yes. when this goes out, won't be that far away. It'll only be like two weeks. Oh, no, this is only going week. out a couple of days. No, no, this is this we're is, behind. Oh, I know. But like, <laughs> no, no, let me tell you, this will go on Thursday the 21st, right? No. The week after yeah. is oh. the 28th. The week yeah. after. Okay. So. Yeah, correct. Okay. She was right. I, so, was, I was in dreamland that I've got another week. Denial. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so it's our, diet culture spring yeah. clean. Diet culture spring clean time. So um, this is a the very. The thing you talk about is books. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, yeah, try to set up your um, home and relationships and conversations to be. A digital landscape. Uh, yes, that's right. To, you know, remove the um, diet toxic messages from there so we can keep ourselves and our kids safe. So that's going to be 7.30 that night. The link to yep. that is. We can put that in the show notes. Um, but it's also on our website, like right at the top of our website. Just click on it and you'll get an email you reminder. For that. And yeah. if you cannot get there on the night, you'll also get a recording of yes. it. Um, yeah. But and we've got a free. few people who've joined up from the Butterfly Talk, which is great. Yeah. And um, the Butterfly Talk was really, um, we loved it and we um have had some, quite a lot of some emails and stuff about it. So yes. we think what we'll probably do is maybe even record it and just pop it on as a low-cost offer on yep. our website we just, so people can just buy it. For, yeah. We don't know the price yet, but we're going to try and keep it low, but we need to do it um, and do. the resources for that. Um, so keep it on the website um, yeah. for yeah. that. Because there were like 1,200 people registered. So yes. if you... But the room, unfortunately, they yeah, had, no, the room was supposed to go up to a thousand, but it only went up to three hundred. So it just topped out at three hundred. There was lots yeah, of people yeah. who couldn't get in. So yes, um, but those people should have got a copy of it. But if you yes, missed the registration, if you miss the registration, or yeah, if it's expired, you should be able to within a. We'll do this. We will get it organised. It'll be on our website, and um, you should be able to watch it. Um, yeah. but yeah, and then we have also got the next round of the non-diet way opening. Yes. As well. And that opens on the 3rd of October, I believe. Our yes. webinar yep, is yep, sort yep. Of in that week. That launch yeah, week. so it'll sort so, of hit the ground running and the Zoom meetings for that will be week one of term. Yeah. I think. Far I out. Think it, or maybe it was week two of term. Anyway, it's, it's all happening. Yeah. It's all happening. Our welcome live will be on the 12th of October. There you go. So Ooh. just Yeah, so we're busy. we're busy. We're busy. Busy, busy with doing... good things. Busy influencing in a good way. That's right. Helping people enter <laughs> summer and the new year with some non-diet uh, resolutions and that's right. strength and community. So perfect. All right. Probably Lovely. should stop all right. talking now. And we'll see you Excellent. all next week. We will. Okay. okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.